Did it start on your end already or no? All I see is the splash screen. There we go. Well, folks, it's that time of the year where we have to start talking about the offseason extensively. We just talked about all the players from 2023, but what are the Pirates going to do to hopefully get back into contention in 2024 in the coming months? You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates that we talk about all the time. Of course, it is Monday, October 23rd. The month of October just said, you know what, I'm just going to we're just going to fly through it. And right now you have two very fun series going on in the MLB postseason. You have the Houston Astros and, of course, the Texas Rangers going to a game seven after that crazy game that we saw last evening. Then you have. Philadelphia trying to shut the door on Arizona, another team that a lot of people didn't really expect to get there. So lots of fun possibilities going on in baseball right now. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Gary, welcome back as always, sir. I think there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about with this team and what can happen between now and when we see this team arrive in spring, because we've talked about it at length for a lot of the season about the pretty much clear needs at this point that the Pittsburgh Pirates have. I think most people know what they are. It's just a matter of now, how do they execute filling those holes? There's a lot of different ways they can do it. There's a lot of uh, different things they can do. But at this point, what do you expect in the next coming months? Do you expect it all to kind of happen at once? Do you expect it to kind of be scattered out and around? How do you expect things to happen this fine offseason, Gary? I think, first of all, the the easy identification of the holes, I think, has kind of made us all pretty dumb about this offseason. We've stopped thinking beyond it. Yeah. We pretty much just go, oh, they got to get a couple started. We say it as like a prerequisite before we even start a conversation. Like, it's the barrier to entry to whether you're smart enough to even discuss this, right? Mm-hmm. You have to go, oh, well, you get a couple starters and, and a first baseman, of course. And then we like back away out of the room screaming, oh, and Kutch too. You know, (laughs) we know what they're doing there, right? I mean, how they address it. Trades make sense, but I don't believe in a lot of the pieces that I think are movable right now to get that kind of return. I'm not sure I'd dip into the pitching coffers. I think they're going to need that young pitching to keep developing, Mm -hmm. to keep this thing sustainable. So to me, they almost have to go free agent. Yeah, and I think that's where we're at on most of these things too, especially with the starting pitching. 
But then you also look at the starting pitching, and a lot of people will look at the starting pitching free agents and say, oh, it's a pretty good class. But it's also a class of pitchers that the Pirates are just not going to go after because they're not going to get in a bidding war with the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Mets, the Yankees of the world. Because, yeah, there's some fun names out there. Like Jordan Montgomery in Pittsburgh would be phenomenal to have. It just won't happen because some other team will pay him $25 million a year for what he's done this postseason. Well, the whole the whole Arias situation really messes with mark with the market with with the Jordan Montgomery too because there's nothing to 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 baseline the market on besides him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the, the the top earner left hander who isn't named Snell, right? Yeah. So there's really no competition for that top spot. He's going to be the second choice for a lot of people. I think I think he's priced himself out just from his playoff performance this year. Mm-hmm. From this team, he's probably a twenty million dollar annual average at this point. I don't see that, but that doesn't mean that they can't get somebody worthy. There are some good options out there. They yes. just need to be creative. Yeah, and I, the creativity aspect, I think, of all this for Ben Charrington, I think, is what has most of us so excited. Because you mentioned that it's like a prerequisite to say these things before you talk about anything in the off season. But, folks, we're also here to tell you nobody knows how Ben Charrington's going to do this or who he's going to go into free agency or trades and look at and really want. Nobody really knows that yet. And we're not going to really know that yet until we see maybe a rumor or two that pops out of the grapevine about, oh, maybe the Pirates want to go get so-and-so. Maybe they want to go after Brandon Belt, who Gary has mentioned on his Pirates Fan Forum show a lot as a potential first base option for this team. Maybe they want to go after Reese Hoskins, despite his uh, entire season being missed. There's a lot of different things that they can decide to do, but I, I like that you use the word creativity just because I think that's what Ben Charrington is going to have to do. If he really wants to accomplish a lot of the things that he does want to do, that would actually be worthwhile for him doing, if that makes sense. Like, folks, I know we want him to do these things, but you don't want him to just go out and sign whoever and not make a difference. You want him to actually go out and bring in players that are going to help this team. I'll say last year, Ethan, going into the offseason, we we had a lot of these same discussions. We knew the holes that we felt they needed to fill, right? We had – I mean, this was before – Kutch coming back was even a twinkle in our eye. I mean, that, that was never going to happen. We knew they needed a starting catcher. We knew they needed a first baseman. We knew they needed a starting pitcher. And that's what we assumed they'd get because we thought, oh, it's going to be a young year. They're going to bring up a lot of these prospects this year. So that's what we talked about coming in. And what did they do? They went out and got Joe. So they got themselves a utility guy with, with some veteran swagger, right? Carlos Santana, G-Man Choi, Rich Hill, Vince Velasquez. They tried to sign a lefty for the bullpen. You know, it. they, they actually went out and got an Andrew McCutcheon, which we kind of just keep dropping in at the end like he's an also-ran or something. Mm-hmm. They went and got way more last year in a year where they weren't supposedly going for winning then I think we're expecting them to get in a year where they are. Maybe we're thinking of this a little bit wrong. We're thinking like they have to keep these rookies all on this team. Maybe they don't. They all have options. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe none of them won second base. Think about that. Yeah, and um, Justin De Los Santos actually had a, a very fun idea about that, too, for a target that somebody liked. Uh, Jorge Polanco at second base could be an option. The second base position could be an option, too. I mean, yeah, you can name and rattle off all the names of guys that can play there. But if you have an opportunity to get an established player that would help you win next year, I think you do it. That's just my mindset on that. I think that's something that you just have to go out and do. There's no saying that player can't get beat out. It's just, you know, maybe maybe we're kind of limiting our own thought on what could happen here. Like, maybe the outfield just isn't good enough. You know, Jack Swinski was a, was the best option they had in center field. But is he the best option that you'd really want to have if you're trying to win? Maybe not. Maybe they do got to go out and get a center fielder. Yeah. And I almost feel like going into this offseason, it's going to be kind of like uh, MLB The Show a little bit. And you're just going to be sitting there, and it's like kind of Ben Charrington holding the controller like this. He's just going to be like, okay, we're going to go to starting pitching and like go and just scroll and scroll and scroll. And then you're just going to scroll through every single position and just be like, oh, that guy could play here. He could play there. I could get a left fielder and just edit his position and put him in center field or something like that. Just a whole like hodgepodge of like a lot of stuff. And no, folks, it was when I said hodgepodge, it was not going to be that term that we made very famous <laughs> like a year and a half ago. Um, one of my most viewed episodes ever, by the way, was the hodgepodge of nothingness show, which I thought was great. So I think the Pirates have come a long way <coughs> from that point since that was said. And before we talk more about this, obviously, I'm going to talk about Game Time, one of our sponsors of today's episode. And after we talk about Game Time, we're going to talk about this being the biggest offseason since when, really. But, folks, if you're excited for the Pittsburgh Pirates next season in 2024, if you want to go see a Steelers game, you want to go see a Penguins game and watch Tristan Jari just not know how to goaltend for anything, go check out um, – our boy over there at Locked on Penguins, he'll talk to you all about that, Hunter Hodes. But if you want to go see any Pittsburgh action this fall or heading into the spring after winter, download Game Time because you shouldn't have to worry about anything when you're buying tickets to your next event because Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With last-minute deals that are killer, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee – Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B for $20 off. And download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And, folks, thank you for always tuning into the show, as you always do. You guys are great. Can't say anything else about it love having you guys on i love having gary on if you guys ever want to be on the show by the way if you have a decent setup and don't sound like you're breathing into your mic the whole time i'll have you on the show right now i love doing that it was one of the first things i did when i started this show was i did a player uh, or a um listener series where i let you guys come on and i i feel like you guys have a lot to talk about so if you want to just <clears throat> get down there and have fun. It's the off season. 
especially for the Pirates. I mean, there's probably a lot of people that aren't even watching baseball right now. <laughs> they just don't care. They're like, I, I don't care about it. Um, but you look at this offseason, 2023, heading into 2024, and the last the, – the offseasons we've seen, I think, outside of last year have been pretty boring, I guess, would be the word. I won't say boring because it's not like they weren't doing anything. But prior to last year, Gary, and it's no nobody's a stranger to this at all, there was nothing really that the Pirates were doing. I mean, you had Ben Gamble. I mean, you had Josh Van Meter. Like, th- th- these were the guys that were being signed between 2019 and 2023. It's always more fun to be bringing things in than to yeah. sending things out. So, And that was another big component, too. But you also look at what the Pirates have been able to do in free agency in these prior offseasons. You look at Jose Quintana. They bring him in on a reclamation project, and he runs with it. They trade him away. Now he's a pretty decently paid pitcher, and there's a possibility that I would like him to have – like, I would love to have him come back. I don't know if it's something that's going to happen. You look at Tyler Anderson, same deal. Comes to Pittsburgh, gets traded, signs a big deal shortly afterwards. The Pirates have been relatively good, I would say, even in these times where they don't really make that splash move at finding good players in free agency. I mean, you look at this year, I know we all hated him for a while, but Austin Hedges was a very solid defensive catcher. And I think he was a decent part of what Mitch Keller was this year. I mean, you noticed that he was always catching for Mitch Keller, even when Andy came up here and before he was traded. So I would even consider that a pretty decent, signing because he also gave Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis time to get better in the minors before they got up here. You look at G-Man Choi, who was not a free agent signing, but he was a trade valuable piece for this team before he was moved. You look at Carlos Santana, gold glove candidate, Carlos Santana, who also brought a little bit of his bat along with him too. I mean, the pirates have, again, I'm saying this as a, this is the biggest off season since when, And I really don't know. I think that's the part that's scary. But also right now, based (laughs) off the track record, I think if Ben Sharon can see somebody that he likes in free agency or wants to acquire somebody via trade, I'm going to trust him because he hasn't made too many bad decisions so far in terms of acquisitions that he's made in the offseason, not trading guys away. Now there's some trades that he's made that you can kind of do whatever on. But as far as the acquisition of just bringing players in, I think he has a pretty good track record to where I'm just going to trust on what he does. I mean, that's that's founded to a certain degree. I think now, you know, he's probably looking at different targets. Now you're talking about bringing in things that have to help now. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a different animal. Now you're now you're forecasting out whether it's a good trade or not and on this end of it, we don't care what we sent out. So if Nick Gonzalez turns out to be every bit the star second baseman we hoped he would be after he gets moved for somebody, well, that's that's a mistake we'll forgive, right? <laughs> so, I mean, like, there's a lot of things that I think we'll just start evaluating differently. Up until now, he's, he's done well, I think, on the free agent market. You're right. He, he's brought in pieces that fit. I would say for the most part, it hasn't been too much that 
I think was was an ill fit. It hasn't seemed like that. They've all been good guys. They've, they've all contributed something to the youngsters. They've all played hard for this team, which we've seen that not happen before. Yeah. So it's pretty nice to see somebody like Carlos Santana put together a season like that. Yeah, I'd have to say you, you, you can trust his eye there a little bit. And I think that the, the starting pitchers that they've targeted, it's fair to say if they're not somebody that was in the top of my list that they go sign, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not going to jump all over Twitter talking about what a, what a waste of time it is, like I've done three years in a row now. You know, I had never heard of Tyler Anderson. I think I beat that into the ground as like a real waste of time signing. I, I think I said Carlos or Quintana was washed up. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and I think Vince Velasquez. I I laughed at the video with everybody else, but you know, maybe we do need to just sit back and let let them work a little bit, right? Or as the kids say now, let them cook. That's yeah. The, yeah, just let just let Ben Charrington go into the kitchen or the office and just put together the soup or whatever he wants to put it together that gets this team to where he wants it to be. But again, you look at the it's 2023. When was the last time, Gary, that you think we had an offseason where the expectation was to basically get to a point of contention? Would you say 2012, 2013? I mean, or even I would I don't know. I think say? for fans in front office, it was a, it's a different answer. I think for fans, the off season before 2016, I think they they expected more of a push all the chips in moment, and instead they got a deflating of the balloon with no real outcome on the other side of it, and mm-hmm. um, so that was probably the biggest one. 2012, I I would say. What was a bigger off season as far as like um, shoring up the team a little bit, getting them to a place where they could contend? I think they did a good job that off season, but that was another regime, so it's hard to even compare the two. Yeah, and now that you mentioned the 2012 off season, it almost feels like we're in a place though that's very similar. Like, obviously, different regime, different GM, different coach, different everything. The only constant is the owner, but that's fine. You look at 2012, and I'll actually probably end up doing a show for this tomorrow because I think this is a great idea to talk about extensively. But it's the same story. You're looking at a team that's kind of right there. They just need that little push, and can they get there? And I think that's kind of the same story that we're seeing this offseason is I think a lot of people and including the team have an expectation that this team can be good next season and contend for a wild card spot or a division title or anything that they think they can contend for. And you have to do the right things to do it. Now, obviously you're never the, the scary part about the offseason. And you guys see, I have question and answers over here. As soon as any signing is made, Guess what, folks? You might think it's the answer to all our problems, but you're going to have millions of questions until spring training and even after that, no matter what time it happens. Because, yeah, you could look at a name that is signed. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a good signing. I mean, look at Anthony Rendon in Washington and 
uh, LA. It's been horrible. Look at Chris Davis when he signed his, uh, his extension with Baltimore. It, it's not always sunshine and rainbows just because something happens. Look at Gunnar Olszewski on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Complete, complete aside, but it, that's basically the point I think I'm making here is just because you see something happen, don't immediately say, oh, this is great or, oh, this is horrible. Because genuinely, we just never know. We I never mean, they know. will. They will. It's just going to happen. That's the way it is. Um, I would say, like, the thing to really expect this this um, this off season is the face the very likely reality that major league talent is going to be sent to AAA. Yeah, that's going to happen. Major league talent, and and you can call them quad A when when that happens, if that's what you'd like to do. But I think what they've done is they've stacked so many guys with options that they can toy with mm-hmm. that there will be a rotation of major league talent going back and forth to Triple A this year, which can only strengthen this team. So. Maybe when they sign somebody and you think they're going to block someone that you really want, mm, don't panic about it because it might it might show itself with the wisdom and in, in the decision making as the season plays out. Yeah, and I agree a hundred percent. We'll talk more about this in the final segment of today's show, but let's also talk about Fanduel, folks, because you like making money. But what if I told you with Fanduel that you can bet five dollars? And you're guaranteed to get $200 in bonus bets back. So you're literally not taking a risk at all. And you can even win more money. Like, so, I mean, with FanDuel, it's great. October baseball is here. If you want to bet on game seven, I'm not. (laughs) I have no idea what is going on in that series, but I'm not going to touch it. But if you want to, go to FanDuel.com slash on because you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get – Started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your account. And then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. You bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at back with quick bets. If I was to do that, I would just say Jordan Alvarez is going to hit the ball somewhere and it's going to probably go very far. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now and step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball, an official sponsor of the LockedOn Podcast Network. And Gary, you mentioned um, the Quad A thing. I want to take you back to around this time last year. And the joke, it, it kind of sounds like a joke now that we say it, but I think it's hilarious that we're able to say it. Miguel Andujar was basically penciled as a shoe-in for the roster at this point in 2022. And then you come to 2023, and suddenly Miguel Andujar is an afterthought for most people on this team. I'm not saying that a player or players on this team to mention about how you were talking about quad a players are going to become afterthoughts, but there are going to be some guys that you saw last year getting a lot of playing time folks that may not get that much playing time in 2024 until they force themselves on the roster. Now listen to what I just said, folks, 
force themselves on the roster. I think that is one of the biggest positives that the Pirates can have. Paul Skeens. Love Paul Skeens. Love the signing. Love the draft. Love it. I see no positive, though, in saying, oh, we have Paul Skeens. Let's just wait for him to be ready, right? Make him force his way onto this roster because it not only makes the prospects better, it's going to make the other guys better too because nobody wants to lose their job unless you hate it. But nobody, I don't think anybody hates having Major League Baseball as their job. So they're going to play better not to lose it. And that's what it speaks to what Gary's uh, kind of in, like envisioning. Not only are you going to have great depth across the roster, you're also going to have prospects that are only going to continue to get better while the players that are blocking them are also going to play better because they don't want to get benched and lose their job. Right. And I think that, you know, I think you'll still hear some of the silliness with, uh, you know, all the super two blocking this guy for that. You'll still hear it. People are going to say it about Paul Skeens from the second that they make him one of the first cuts in spring training. Like, you know, this is proof. Like, go back and listen to this episode once spring training starts a weekend and they, they cut Paul Skeens and the world explodes on social media about the pirates being cheap and stupid. Right. And then watch Paul Skeens continue to pitch in spring training anyway. And the only reason they did it is because if he doesn't get cut, then he is subject to an injury starting his service clock. That's, that's the only reason it happens. It will happen. You will freak out. It doesn't matter at all. He isn't going to start this season on this roster. And if if they really want to win, Ethan, that's really what I, I want people to understand. This is no longer about prospects getting a shot. This is about prospects making their shot. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree. When injuries happen, by all means, get up here and do what you got to do. Wally pip them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want them back. I get it. Yeah. But that's what has to happen. Well, and I also envision Paul Skeens as well. And, I mean, you mentioned bookmarking this episode. Folks, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pirates around the trade deadline are making moves, trying to, like, position themselves. Maybe they're a little behind in the race, but they're there. And then you can tell me, okay, Paul Skeens has had a great 2024. He's looked phenomenal in Indianapolis or wherever the hell he's at. Folks, could you imagine that being an acquisition at the trade deadline, pretty much? That's basically what I think is going to happen. You're probably going to see him late July, early August, and he's going to be a like fuel to the fire of whatever they're doing. But at that point, I also don't think it's just going to be, oh, hey, Paul, sorry, we forgot you're down here. Come on, like, come on for the ride. It has nothing to do with Super 2. I just think they want to see him pitch a full season first without the service time being involved. And obviously, last year he pretty much did it at LSU, but he didn't do it over an MLB calendar and an MLB schedule for pitchers. So I really think that's something that they're going to want to figure out with him as well. And that's something that I think they're going to want to figure out for a lot of different things. I mean, I saw you tweet about it. Um, the other night about Brandon Fott and why Mitch Keller wants to take care of his innings so much because you have guys like Brandon Fott who will come into the postseason. And yeah, he was pitching lights out, but 
his arms, his, he's dead. I mean, he has dead arms. I mean, he can't throw more than five innings. And that's why you hear Mitch Keller say, because he knows this team wants to contend, he wants to take care of his arm. Skeens is going to have to learn how to do the same thing. That's just, I mean, all these pitchers in Cincinnati are going to have to learn how to do the same thing. It's just how that works. I would say the new model in MLB too is this why I just say this again. Don't freak out about like who does or doesn't make the rotation to begin the season. Cause I think what we're seeing is you really need 10 anymore to like get through a season comfortably mm-hmm. just to eat the innings, rotate guys in and out, have quality backup and depth. That sort of thing doesn't come unless you stack the top. You don't want to stack the bottom. You don't stack like more triple A guys who might make it. You you get the sure thing. And you hope that those triple A guys are there to help augment. So instead of us all crossing our fingers that Jared Jones makes it out of spring training, let's hope to God the Pirates don't allow an environment that makes that possible. Yeah. Like <laughs> they need to tramp that back with veterans. Like and and that sucks to hear after you've been watching nothing but prospect development. That's all we talk about for for years and years and years. And now we're it's a different well now it's a different sermon, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we didn't change the pulpit. Just the speech is changing a little bit now. Yeah, just tweaking it a little bit. Chat GBT just changed the the script a little bit. That's all. That's all that happened. <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for tuning into this show as you always do this was hopefully a very informative episode for everybody heading into the off season thank you so much for tuning in follow me on twitter right there at mvp underscore ethan or at locked on pirates you can follow gary on twitter at gary mo 2007 gary what you got going on this week at the uh fan forum and all the other good stuff going on uh five thoughts at five last week we had uh, michael McHenry on you know check that episode out and then this week, I think it's just going to be Jim and I. We're going to try to let him recover from his sickness. So. Yeah. You got to love the weather change, folks. Got to love it. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your Monday. Enjoy spooky season while we have it. It's only for another, like, week and a half, and then Thanksgiving stuff and Christmas stuff will be in Walmart again. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your Monday. I'll see you on the flip side. Thank <laughs> you.